0: Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 89 of our Notre Mark podcast. It's October, so it's Horror Month. It's all spookies, and just, I look forward to this. Like, I enjoy doing, you know, the other episodes for the previous 11 months, but man, sub, like, when I get to talk about horror, and there's a reason why, like, you know, I only do it in October, obviously, because of Halloween, but also it's like, I don't want to get burnt out talking about horror every week. So, if it's a while, you know, I'll throw in, like, hey, I saw this movie, and it's a horror movie, and it's good. But, man, this is when all the episodes are just horror-related and themed, too. And, you know, this is my third year doing this, so you figure, hey, Mark, you might be running out of topics. Uh-uh. Nope, I have not ran out of topics, because today I'm talking about horror anthology movies and not anthologies in the fact of like oh the aliens anthology which is you know like 6 5 or 6 movies now if you count prometheus and you know stuff like that or like you know the nightmare on elm street or friday the 13th not those anthology of films anthology movies which something like vhs trick or Treat, twilight zone stuff like that where it's one movie with oh, with you know, little mini movies in them, like a whole bunch of like basically short stories in one overall film. And this is probably outside of found footage, one of my favorite. Obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, uh from real uh Cinephile, he's we've been he's doing like the thirty one days of horror movie challenges and I got to one of the days was, you know, one of uh you know, my favorite, you know, ones that kinda like started it all. And obviously creep show was two was actually my choice and creep show 2 is what started this all for me because you know if you don't know creep show 2 is you know three little mini short movies in one overall movie and there's you know a kid and the host which is like a cool creepy the creep basically telling stories so there's like an intertwining overall like character between all three films and this one had the raft in it which is still in high regards one of my favorites it also had one oh, i forget what it was it's the one with the native american statue that comes live and stops these people who accidentally killed the shop owner and and i always forget what the third one was because honestly the uh, i think it was the one where they they hit a dude like a um, like a jaywalker or something uh yeah it was a hitchhiker and Those three, like, so good. And Creepshow Show 2 had, like, cool animation in between. They kind of, like, made it like, oh, here's a comic book. He's like, I can not wait. You know, really cool. Uh, And there's other ones like Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt, which are two other major ones that kind of were a part of my childhood from the horror standpoint of everything. And I'm trying to think of how to word this because I had some comments before people were like, your parents let you watch this stuff at a young age. Why? And let me just say, let me just point this out. Parents did a good job raising me. You do the best you can. You, you you work with the cards you're dealt. And I was always taught at a young age, these are works of fiction. This is not real life. These are movies. You know, you don't reenact them. It's not real. A lot of this stuff can't happen in real life. You shouldn't go trying this stuff, you know, so, in early age i was able to distinguish even though i had a vivid imagination i was able to distinguish what's real and what's not like what like you know i'm not because a lot of people say oh well you know people like horror movies like this and that's all they watch and they watch at a young age or sociopath they throw around the the words and labels that mm, it doesn't work like i didn't watch all these movies and then be like oh i can go summon a demon it's like no and that's not how it works. But Creepshow is one of the ones that really kickstarted a lot of things for me. Uh, some and in this episode, I've been talking a lot of my favorites, you know, and, and especially because there is a new one coming out, VHS. And VHS, out of all the anthology horror movies I've ever seen, I, ha- I think VHS is probably the most fucked up. Also, by the way, these are all explicit episodes. Like, I will be, because of one, from thematic topics and two, strong language. Uh, but VHS, that's the one that kind of just, oof, that, that got me. That one was so, mm, and I'm actually really happy, because as of the day of this episode going live, VHS 94, which is technically a reboot, uh, is actually now exclusively on shutter as of the day this episode goes live which is october 6th that is oh i honestly i can't wait to watch that it's gonna be so good and so from the standpoint of vhs um so this was a frame narrative which had its own short story revolving around them so all the like vhs was A combination of everything it was a combination of anthology and found footage and if i I preach this so much found footage when done right is peak horror because it's one thing when you watch like a slasher film like friday 13th nightmare on the street there's a lot of tropes and there's tropes in found footage also but there's something raw and gritty about found footage it vhs takes that and anthology all together i'm like are you kidding me that is so cool and it's there's there's multiple ones so vhs right now they have there's obviously v there there's vhs then there's vhs2 uh there's vhs viral which what like that one i didn't like hate it uh, i thought it was cool but i the viral at the time when it came out, it was 2014. So that's when things going viral on the internet was really picking up. And it revolved too heavily on, like, teens doing things and going viral. And I'm just like, that... Eh, it was just a little too much. And it was more like... Not everyone had... There was no balance between the cast. Like, you know, you could tell who was supposed to be the main star of this. And it wasn't... in the anthology side of it was just like... Mm. And because... They made it so the age range for like, oh, these are teenagers going viral. It's like the, the acting was rough, but it was still fun, still high quality, like the visuals and everything else they do, they put the quality in. And that's why VHS from an anthology standpoint is in the upper echelon, but that top tier for quality cinematography. I still want a sequel, even though it's been what 14 years now? Trick or treat. If you haven't seen Trick-or-Treat, it oh it's so good. Uh it's one of the ones where we got like if you've seen my horror collection, um, I have Sam, who is like this little child trick-or-treater that has like a potato sack over his head and then he wears like an orange like jumpsuit like, or well like orange like footie pajamas basically it looks like a jumpsuit <laughs> um but if you've seen if you haven't seen this movie there are spoilers i'm gonna give you some spoilers so you should see it anyways like just watch this movie i believe it's on prime, amazon prime video right now i have it on blu-ray it's amazing it's one of my favorites but um so sam takes off the sack at one point and he has basically a pumpkin like for a head like full articulate facial expression pumpkin uh and so this one had uh multiple uh short stories also and the the principal one was all right it was a uh, you know smashing pumpkins and stealing kid but the halloween school bus massacre and the surprise party caught me off guard so much because, one, the surprise party, they they have vampires and werewolves. The transformation scenes were really good. I'm a sucker for a really high-quality werewolf transformation scene. Like, you give me a good transformation scene, and mm, you got me. Like, I'm hooked. That is all I need. And then uh, the Halloween School Bus Massacre. This ties into something else I'm really intrigued with, which is Urban Legends. So you know, there's a bunch of kids there, you know, going um, out to, like, this lake area where apparently there was an urban legend about, you know, kids who died on a school bus, and there was, you know, they light pumpkins and this and that, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the kids actually, the, the, the zombie kids show up, some things happen, I, I, I'm trying to spoil too much, because, like, it's Halloween, I know most of you who are listening to this have probably seen it but it's one of those things where it's like i don't want to uh ruin too much especially with short stories because they're so quick and easy to digest you don't want like you know so realistically this is me just listing all my favorites what i love about them and you can't talk about anthology films without let's face it the most household name of anthology movies which ended up being a show the twilight zone the movie and uh okay i'm i'm just i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna say the uh segment four soda Pete, which is in in the the twilight zone movie there was a lot of remakes of different like actual episodes from the show were actually just remade into uh the different anthologies on the plane obviously being young and it's not i didn't understand that uh now i do um so nightmare at twenty thousand feet uh you might know it as uh the world famous episode that uh had william shatner in it on the actual Twilight zone series where he's like there's some kind of thing on the wing of the plane and they actually remade that in this film, and they had John Lithgow in the, as the main character this time, and obviously, I mean, I don't need to go over everything this man has done. Obviously, probably best known for, uh, Third Rock from the Sun, uh, you know, I think he was great in, like, Harry and the Hendersons and Cliffhanger. This is, like, the stuff I know him from. Uh, Especially Harry and the Hendersons. Obviously, Bigfoot. That's going to be a different, you know. <laughs> that's going to be another episode for another time when I go into stuff like that. But he's also in, you know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, some of his newer stuff, you know. So, uh, Daddy's Daddy's Home is too, is probably what he's best known for because he played Will Ferrell's dad. But he was in the Toy Zone movie. And still to this day, I love the. Nightmare at 20,000 Feet short story from Twilight Zone, It's I rewatch it a lot because I just loved everything about it. Uh, You know, Gremlin on the plane, like, this and that. It's, like, the best thing about, like, Twilight Zone was, like, it was such, it was just mind-bending to an extent where it's, like, you're watching this, and they never really had, like, I don't want to say happy endings, but most of the time it was kind of like one of those things where it's, like, they just kind of ended, and you were just, like so was it real did he really see it what was going on like that's what i always liked um the twilight zone the twilight zone was always so obscure and weird especially with the crescendo the ending of all their short stories and i have sadly i have not watched any of the newer twilight zone stuff that was i believe on cbs or anything that i haven't um it is something i keep saying i'm going to watch But I just just never do, (laughs) and you know, I wish, uh, I wish I honestly had watched it because I heard it's uh really good. It's just one of those things where it's like, do I need? I don't want to sign up for another streaming service, so that's why it's not going to happen. And uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of this really weird one because. Uh Okay, this one's probably going to be the more gory that I will talk about. Even though it's like... So there are a good amount of anthology horror films that are like horror comedy. And a really obscure one is the ABCs of Death. And the only... um The reason why I really liked the ABC of Death is because one, it's like um it, it's just hilarious because like, hey, they have a like a certain death situation for every um every letter. And the best thing is you think you go through all the letters and that's it, but then it's like No, there's three movies. And uh I didn't um, see the third one, which is the ABCs of Death 2.5, because I had two, so it's not three, only because uh, it's M, it's all the letter M, it's all different, like, for the whole entire thing, and I was like, that's not appealing, I like when it's, like, A through Z, and some of these, oh, in the first one, um, my favorite one was uh, Bigfoot, B for Bigfoot, because Big, anything with Bigfoot, anything with, you know, cryptids and this and that, you got me. And then there was stuff like that, um, you know, different letters. Like, okay, would you, if you watched a horror anthology and it's like ABC's a death and you get to letter F, what would you think? You know, there's a lot, you know, forest, something with like a creepy forest and, and that. No, they did F is for fart that, mm, my humor maturity level is probably like mm, 12, 13 years old, trust me, I I laugh at farts still, I don't care, I'm 35, farts are funny, that's why they both begin with the letter F, uh, but this one, uh, there's literally a scene where someone smells a fart, but there's a gas leak, a deadly gas break, like, from the ground and kills anyone who inhales it. But there's a scene where literally one character farts in their person's face and they're trans they're transported to a gas filled dimension. Like, I that obviously that's like, what do you say to that? That is hilarious. I'm trying not to laugh right now, just reimagining that scene in my head. But then. You got things like oh is for orgasm and it's like okay. Uh it's uh it, it, but it's like less that was not really a funny so someone gets strangled. Sorry about that. There's some fire trucks and ambulances going by. But the and, and You know, I'm only gonna talk about like the funny ones because, like, this is like the time when I get to actually like talk about funny stuff. Uh, So, T is for toilet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And it's a clay. In this type, it's a claymation short. And obviously, it makes sense why it's claymation because it involves a kid. And so, you know, kids being potty trained, um, and basically, he gets a little frightened about it. He tries to go to Bathroom, it is, you know, middle of the night by himself. And he, something happens, he gets his head stuck in the toilet. Dad laughs, and then the toilet tank, like the back tank thing, falls and crushes the kid's head. And yeah, it's, mm, it, it, there's like just so, and that's just ABCs of death. One, like, there's just so many. Uh, For ABC's Death 2, there's B is for Badger, another really good one. Uh, I is for Invincible. And weird ones like J, J is for Jesus. Not getting into that one. I don't talk about religion. But ABC's Death, and when you look at the cover, you think it's not going to be a comedy. You don't think it's going to be a horror comedy. And some of the stuff is funny just because of the outlandish nature, not just straightforward like tongue-in-cheek humor or slapstick humor. Like, it gets you. Um, I just... And, you know, obviously, because I already kind of mentioned it, we had, you know, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which is... Like, I noticed a trend uh, with, you know, uh, not only just a kid either being told the stories or telling the stories is, like, the overall glue that holds everything together. Or the fact that they're horror comedies. Like, they're not taking themselves serious. Like, VHS is probably one of the few, and creep show that actually take the short stories seriously. Whereas, like, ABC's of Death, Tales from the Dark Side, you know. The Twilight Zone, to an extent, is, like, campy humor, even though it's not supposed to be funny. And when you look at the time frame when they came out, that was the style of humor at the time. So, it wasn't really comedy but looking back on it now they didn't age well to the extent where like you could joke jokingly laugh at you know just like i can't believe this was supposed to be scary back then and this is a horror film this isn't scary now it's like yes because back then it was and it was suspenseful nowadays it's like really and it's mainly because of you know torture porn and you know gore hounds and this that like we had saw we had all these other ones that kind of dissipated our Threshold like that raised our threshold level for horror. Whereas, like, when you go back and watch the third, 40s, the 50s, 60s, even before we got into like the late 70s and 80s, and then into the 90s, like, you know, but uh, and my favorite thing about uh, so go back to uh, you know, Tales from the Dark, uh, this my favorite thing was that one of the short stories of this was uh, cat from hell uh which is a stephen king short story and i love stephen king uh george a romero took stephen king's short story cat from hell and turned it into one of the short stories from it and when i was doing research not for this episode but in general because i always i i I am doing a couple episodes dedicated to certain, like, directors and writers, and they're gonna be, like, one-shot specials, not numbered, you know, episodes. Uh, I didn't know that Cat from Hell was originally gonna be in Creepshow too. Apparently it was scrapped because of the budget. And... It's, uh... Cat from Hell was really good. Uh... You know, a lot. 249. Lovers Vat. Like, there's a lot of good... Uh... Short stories in this one. My favorite... Uh... Uh, tales from uh, I'm trying to think tales from the dark side. The movie was these. Were, I think it was when the witches kidnapped the like a paper boy or like a, some sort of like delivery boy, and he has to tell stories. And uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, tell me stories, and we might not you know kill you. And there, was, it was actually one of the few times when I watched these. Because like, Tales from the Crypt was famous for, you know, the Crypt Keeper breaking the fourth wall and this and that. But this one actually had the paperboy breaking the fourth wall in the final, like, epilogue. area. Because how most of these ones work is there's the intro, the prologue, which sets up who's telling the stories. Then you have, uh, you know in between each one you're like oh no if you think that's scary here's another one wait 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 and then they tell but then the epilogue is you know what the crescendo i like that word by the way that's like my word now uh but yeah that tells with dark side another good one i there's i'm trying to think because there's a lot that but i want to talk about the ones that i enjoy like people count grind grindhouse which is planet terror and whatever that other one that's with it I guess so, but I mean, obviously I'm going to talk about what is probably, I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about the newer one cause I didn't really care for it. Uh, if you haven't seen this tales from the hood and I have to tread very, uh, carefully over this film, <laughs> um, because the thematic of it, and I'm not even going to go into details a lot of it. I'm just going to say, uh, there was, the Tales from the Hood came out in 95. And this one isn't really a horror comedy. Uh, obviously, Spike Lee actually produced this. He was the executive producer. And this one had four short films. And the, the thing about this is, they turned, nowadays, you know, there's a lot of, movies coming out about certain issues in certain communities that are happening to try and raise awareness to it and you know you know bring it to the forefront in 95 they did this with tales from the hood they brought up police corruption domestic abuse racism gang violence and the uh, you know, and the whole thing that was tying everything together was, this time around, it was not someone captured telling the story. It was three people breaking into a place, uh, or not breaking in. I think they were buying drugs or something new off of someone, and it was like a mortuary or a funeral, like a person at one of those places telling them the stories, and I. Uh, i just remember there was one uh one of the short stories i'm trying i don't know the name of it off the uh i just know there's a guy um there's a uh what was it about i'm trying to think because it had to do with a cop and it was a young african-american police officer and he has a white you know, partner. And there's uh just all this stuff about like breaking the police code and, you know, just planting drugs on people. And also like it was just really um just horrible. And it was one of those things where like you it was it was it, go back and watch these you're like damn like especially now like cuz it's been what 26 years you go back and watch this like they it's it, it's sad that it still holds up you know it's still there is still a level of relevancy to this and I haven't seen the sequel I know it came out I don't even know when it came out honestly um I just haven't seen it I from horror anthologies, I think I've gotten kind of more strict on them in the last couple of years, because we don't get them as often as we used to, because I feel like that was very, you know, outside of Twilight Zone, the whole anthologies and VHS, like outside of VHS and Trigger Treat, where the are like modern classics for that genre, we really haven't gotten any since like the 70s and 80s, like from a put money into this, let's go, you know. They're in theaters, or they're like this, and that. like Trick or Treat. I think was technically the last horror anthology to be in theaters, and that was how long ago? That was two thousand seven. I'm still holding out for a sequel. I'm hoping that happens. But there's a lot of indie um, ones, you know. There, there is a lot. Like it's just, I am only talking. Like I said, I'm only talking about the ones I really enjoy. And there's few horror Retreat. like, you know, there's the mortuary collection, there's tales of terror, there's southbound, there's tale of tales, which isn't really horror related. We have you know sci-fi related ones like torture garden and nightmare cinema and stuff like that. And then you have you know, they count VHS as sci-fi horror, and I don't really, I don't really count that because they also count it as just you know. Under the demons category too, but then you got things like you know Southbound, Ghost Stories, like some of them, uh, the Dark Tapes, which okay, this is, the mm, this is one of the, um, this one's uh, I don't know where to begin. Dark Tapes is so good, it is so good, and for a newer one. It, it's. Mm, I am hard pressed to say that I would probably put this. Mm, I don't know if I put it in the top five. I'm trying to think if I would, because it is. You know, it's. I don't know. It's something like, and I don't know. I'm trying to think if it's just like the name because I like that name, but from a standpoint of just the 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 violence, and I always liked. That it wasn't really short stories because they started doing this trend with the anthologies where it was little things, but they were all interlocking into one um like overall like story. Like how they were trying to, you know, figure something out. And there's another one that I was trying to find and I have it somewhere. And I just can't find, uh, I'm going through, I'm actually like looking at my movie collection and cause anthologies can mean a number of things. It doesn't need to just be a whole bunch of short stories. I consider it. This is like me kind of reaching, so to speak at, you know, justifying this pick, which, you know, is pretty tough. So there's this movie called evidence and has Stephen Moyer in it. Uh, you know bill compton Suke from true blood and it's basically a whole bunch of kids are killed in a massacre at like a chop shop gas station type place by this dude who has like the welding mask on and like the like a butcher's apron and like a torch and like a like not a like a blowtorch type thing like where you weld stuff i had they found all these different like SIM cards from phones and this and that that they recovered from it. And they're just watching all these different angles and piecing together to figure it out. And it's tough because I want to consider it, it. By definition, it's not an anthology because it has to be a whole bunch of short stories. But when you think about it, it's more found footage. And yes, I did bring this up in the found footage episode, I think, last year or the year before. But it's still one of those things where I kind of consider it an anthology just because... Of all the different characters. Seeing their different point of views. And their different story. It's like it could count. And that's a reach. And I don't know. Anytime I get to talk about evidence. And I can somehow like bring it up. I'm going to. Even though it's not. You know. mm. But yeah. No. Evidence regardless should be seen. Because I'm going to try my heart. Like I'm trying my hardest not to do a found footage episode this year. Because I already did. And there hasn't been enough new ones to really you know, talk about found footage unless it's some, like, unless there's found footage movies for a genre. Like when I go into cryptids, obviously I, there's some good found footage films that I'm going to be bringing up or, you know, uh, just, yeah. But I'm trying to avoid found footage ones. I am. I'm trying to give you guys original episodes, but back to the anthologies. So looking back, uh, outside of the twilight zone, the movie, cause overall, like other than nightmare, at 20,000 feet, uh, to tell his Zone 1, not really, you know. I, it's not something I would rewatch from start to finish. I would probably just watch that. One little short story. Creep Show 2 is probably my most rewatched. Like, I could watch that weekly. I love Creep Show so much. Um, and then you know, look at like Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Crypt. I uh, the movie was alright. I'm not gonna talk about like because I'm just talking about anthology movies. I am going to be going into TV series at one point because in my research I realized there's a Friday the Thirteenth, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Tales from the Crypt, Show, the series. So there's going to be horror television related, you know, episode uh, at some point this month. But for this, from the standpoint of anthology films only, uh, Creepshow Two is always going to be my top choice. There will never like. That is my most watched. And in second place is Trick or Treat. Because Trick or Treat, uh, for me, it had everything. You had vampires, you had werewolves, you had all this stuff. And Sam is probably one of my favorite. Like I said, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, I have the complete NECA Toonie Terror figure collection and I have some of the regular NECA stuff too. Sam is predominant sam is one of my favorite horror like i guess i don't know because he had one movie is he an icon because i honestly don't know because just being in one anthology film i feel like we need more sam like and so it's tough for me to like mm, say like my favorite horror icon he's one of my favorite horror characters but obviously when you have like the creep and you have you know all these other ones you got the Crypt Keeper you got all these other people it's like but something about Sam I just liked the quiet demeanor like did not say anything kind of like a Michael Maj, the silent type and then on the other spectrum you got again, the Crypt Keeper who literally is iconic and before I say anything because it's not usually anthologies because usually she just hosts one movie I did not forget Elvira exists okay someone brought this up last year like what you're not going to talk about Elvira listen okay there is going to be an episode dedicated to my sweet spooky season child Elvira she's getting her own episode this year I can't I can't give you all the content in one month for one year I will have nothing else to talk about it took me 11 months to get figure out what I was going to do for this year because yes I start planning throughout the year for this month uh I don't prepare research I just prepare with like at least like what I'm going to talk about because I don't overly prepare like I don't pre-write out everything I'm going to say or this and that because I hate sounding scripted this is just mostly from memory and then I'll have some google links up for like so I can get proper dates of when things were released because the last thing I want to do is be like hey this movie came out in 92 when it came out in 95 or it came out in 87 you know but yes, there will be a virus. Var- this and that like there will be. Don't worry. I did not forget what I'm because I'm I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do those episodes. You just have to subscribe and listen to future episodes. Uh, also, before I go, uh, that's it for anthology movies, by the way. I want to just say uh, there is another lost episode. That I thought I couldn't recover the audio for. So there's going to be a bonus episode going on this feed that's not horror related. I'm going to be going over all a big comic book haul. And some reviews and some sets that have finished. So it will say bonus episode in the title. Um, And then for the uh, Nerd Name Mark Reviews RSS feed. I have three horror related reviews going up this week. Uh, I believe what's today. Today's I think today's Wednesday right? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Uh, I have three horror-related reviews going up. Uh, they're probably going to go live uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, or I'll put up all up on, like, Thursday and Friday, just two one day and one another. Uh, that feed is going to be getting all my quick, bite-sized horror reviews. So if any of the ones you heard today, like Creepshow 2, uh, and I think, I know I have a Creepshow 2 one that I recorded and for anthologies because kind of like, to go along with the theme of the week. I'm trying to like do reviews of the ones I talk about and VHS and VHS viral. I do have to record one for VHS too. So they go in chronological order. Uh, but yeah, if you search a nerd name, Mark reviews, that feed is going to be updated soon, uh, before the week is over. Um, by the way, you can find, like, th- thank you guys. I literally have been getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, the numbers have gone back up again. I know I haven't been consistent with, you know, recording, but it's October. You know how I roll in October. Uh, I do still have the surprise for Halloween. That's going to be an announcement about a new show uh, that I'm, like, this one. It has, like, this is what I've been trying to launch for, like, over a year. But it's tough because it's going to have seasons. It's fully scripted, fully like you know, written out. There's a lot of audio production value in it. And I shouldn't say production value because I'm not spending any money because I'm doing it myself. But there's a lot to it. And it's like my baby, my, my child that I've been creating now for over a year. And I think it's finally ready to be unveiled at the end of the month because it is horror related. And it's only fitting because I want to launch it in October. And I want to launch it on Halloween. So hopefully, fingers crossed with working full-time, I have enough time to get that done. Because I really, like, I've been listening back to some of the raw, you know, audio and splitting it up and this and that. And I think, I think it's something that's really on brand for me. Because with these podcasts, all the stuff is really what I'm interested in, what intrigues to me. There's no pandering. I'm not going to pick a topic or this and that just to get clicks. Or to appeal to people who, you know, just a specific audience. When you listen to a Nerd Name Mark podcast, you're getting everything in my nerdy life that, like, I'm in love with and enthralled with. Like, sometimes you might get some some things that I'm not enthusiastic about because I was hyped up and then it let me down. But that being said, I just want to thank all the feedback. A lot of people saying they're glad that I've been back and, like, posting, like, weekly again and that you know they missed my me you know every week doing these episodes and they were looking forward to wow fire trucks again it's so loud cuz they honk the horn or they do the little uh, uh, and i'm like Gee, let me record please even though i have noise canceling like that it's just like i live up front so like they're literally 20 yards from my window uh but yeah off topic but yeah thank you for all the feedback um so I noticed a lot of people aren't listening on iTunes. I mean, a lot of Spotify and this and that, and that's cool. If you're listening on iTunes, leave me a five-star review or any review and, you know, a little comment. Like, I'm trying like, I, I know, I don't know how Spotify works with um, rating, reviewing and this. And that. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify. I go through Apple Podcasts because it's easier because I have an iPhone, um, and I don't really sit at my computer and listen to anything unless it's like an audio book. So if you're listening on Apple iTunes, give me or Apple podcast, give me a little review, leave a little sentence. Um, and then also, you know, a nerd name, Mark podcast, just search wherever you want. Like I said, the a nerd name, Mark reviews, RSS feed, just search for that. That's available on all podcasting platforms. I have a new podcast, with my friend Scott. Uh, it's somewhat new. It's kind of bi-weekly episodes because of our recording schedule. Uh, it's called talking toku, T-A-L-K-I-N toku we talk about tokusatsu stuff it's something i've brought up here before on the past on the podcast it's basically ultraman kamen rider super sentai godzilla anime it's all that nerdy weeb stuff it's delicious go check that out we have a new episode going up this week i believe it's episode six or seven i don't even know anymore Um, but yeah and the youtube channel youtube channel is really thriving um, you know, I've been taking it slow with that. That's very comic book and Toku Satsu heavy also, but it's a nerd named Mark on, uh, YouTube. I was doing video versions of the podcast, but now due to time constraints and snap, I stopped doing video versions for now, uh, just cause it was extra work. And if I'm doing so much, like that was unneeded. And I noticed the video version was taking away from audio listens and i'm i think it's easier to have all the podcast up in one spot and not spread out among different platforms i'd rather have it just be a podcast and not a video version for now for the time being uh once we get a new place and then i have i could set up the studio the way i want cuz that's another thing too like i didn't like the video quality like the video quality was still like 4k it was good but i didn't like the setup for it it didn't seem like a podcast video it seemed like me just sitting down at my desk with a, a mess around me talking and I want to actually have a, a actual full like little mini studio setup that can look a little more appealing and professional but that being said I thank you guys for listening to episode 89 of a nerd name mark podcast this was all about anthology films hit me up on social media let me know what your favorite anthology horror films are because I love them this was just my list of my favorites. Uh, Let me know what your favorites are, Um, you know, on social media. I tweet about it, this and that, and maybe there's some I actually haven't seen because I know there's a lot, and I haven't seen them all. It's not like found footage where I have a checklist, and my goal is to see every horror found footage film. Anthologies, I'm very picky. That's why all the ones I talked about today were, like, ones I actually loved, and there's a few I haven't even watched, which I brought up, which I do plan on watching at some point. With that being said, I thank you guys for listening And I look forward to putting out the next episode. Make sure you subscribe so you can see when that goes live. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd.